Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seek, Go, Create. This is where we redefine success in leadership, business, and ministry. And that is our hot topic today. It's going to be a solo episode with just me on the mic. And I'm going to have lots of fun with this. I'm I'm trying to just be chill and relaxed and not talk as fast as I do sometimes because I really do want to have a conversation about success. I do believe that this is going to end up being a two-part episode or message, and uh, we'll break that down as we get going. I think this could spill over into the solo episode that I do the following month. And just so people, I guess, know that kind of watch this on YouTube or listen on your podcast channels, some people might be watching this on a social channel. What we typically do is the first episode of the month is just Tim on mic. It's just me. And usually what I'm doing is I'm sharing some topics that are, I guess, welling up inside of me that I've been pondering, meditating on, learning more about, reading more about. And they also come from some of the things that are going on with clients that I'm working with and with some things that I'm just observing and that's really what I like to do with these solo episodes. And then, you know, one more thing, I get so much valuable information, I'm sure you do also, from the interviews that we do the other weeks of the month. We drop episodes every Monday. And so every other week outside of that first week of the month is typically me interviewing people related to leadership, business, ministry. And I'm just getting so much information that sometimes there's things going on in my head, my soul, and I just want to share that in these solo episodes. So that's what we're doing. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing how should we define success. And again, I believe this is going to be a two-part. So with this one, what we're really going to be do is going to be doing is breaking down the seven roadblocks, barriers, myths, whatever words we want to use to success. I think I'm going to title it the seven success roadblocks. Maybe not as success, not as sexy as, as, uh, as, um, as myths, but I think that's what it really, what it really needs to be. And I also want to really establish how I have come to define success, because I think one of the things we do in the world we're in is that we kind of get off track in how we define it. And that can cause some, uh, some issues for us, some challenges for us. And that's one thing that, uh, that we all need to watch for. So that's what, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take from years and years of just, and really my best test cases myself, uh, really seeing the things that have worked well for me, the things that have not worked well, the things that I know Tim got way off track and uh, and share those here. So I believe they'll be valuable for us. I know this. I know it was valuable for me just sitting down and gathering the content. So uh, so we'll get to that in just a moment. We'll get to a definition of success and then go over those seven success barriers. But before we do, I want to ask a few big favors of you. First of all, we've been getting some great reviews in on the podcast platforms. Continue doing that, and continue making comments and just letting us know what you're gaining from uh, from our our recording that we're doing on YouTube and other platforms. 
and uh, and also continue sharing it. Uh, we appreciate that. And I've got one other plug. I want to get this in. I have finished up a novel. That novel will be released soon. We don't have a release date. We're looking for the fall. But at the time this drops, I am very confident that we will have a site up so that you can go download chapter one. Yep, that's uh, you can go download chapter one. It is a novel. It is a novel that really has a lot to do with success, the topic that we're talking about today. And so big favor, go to, we're going to probably have this on two places. So I'm going to mention this, but then we're also going to have links down in the notes. Go to timwinders.com forward slash book or seekgocreate.com forward slash book. Either one of those links will get you to the spot where there'll be a little bit of information about uh, what the book is and, and, and then also how you can probably just give your email address and get a download, a PDF download of chapter one. Please do that for me for a few reasons. Number one, I would just love to get your thoughts, your input, because it's the first novel I've written. I've written a few books, but this is the first novel and it's a bit of a stretch for me and I would love to get your feedback. And I think what chapter one might do for you is it might it might let you know if you want to possibly get the rest of it because I know everybody's style is different. I've got a, a specific style. And so go check that out. Go check out timwinders.com forward slash book or seek go create. Uh, dot com forward slash book. So thanks for letting me plug that in here. And thanks for going and checking that out. out. I appreciate it greatly. So, all right. So here's what we're going to do here. We are going to discuss how should we define success. And I've got to do a couple of things here. So one of the first things that we want to do here is really define success. But before we, I guess, define it in our terms or my terms. I wanted to go to Webster and read what Webster says about success, which I believe what that does is it'll give us what in general the world defines success as. And I'll just go ahead and give you a clue. Part of my paradigm or my understanding or the way I define success has to do with the faith that I have. I'm a follower of Christ. I have studied the Bible for 20 plus years now. And I will say that part of my definition will, will come from that. I'll be up front with you. And, and, I, and I'll tell you this too, the, the older I get, the more mature I get. I hate to sound like just an old dude, you know, saying, oh, as I get older, I recognize this. But I do know that that has something to do with it. I just recognize that I and many others that I perceive and look at, we just define it differently. And, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's good to acknowledge that. So first thing let's do, let's look at Webster. Webster defines success as a degree or measure of succeeding. And I'll get to succeeding in just a moment, but it says a favorable or desired outcome. Also, the attainment of wealth favor or eminence. And I think we're going to come back to that later. So uh, we'll leave that there. But that's what Webster says about success. And since it referenced succeeding, let's look and see what Webster, Merriam-Webster defines succeeding as. 
it says to come next after another in office or position. So in other words, you've got someone and then someone succeeds uh, the next person or someone comes into office afterwards. So not really what we're looking at there. It also is, this is one, to inherit sovereignty, rank, or title. We'll talk about titles and rank later, but that's not really what we're looking at here. But this one is one that I believe relates to what we're discussing here. It's to turn out well, to attain a desired object or end, something like students who succeed in college. So there is a certain degree of measurement that comes with success. And for me, I'll just go ahead and say this up front, being an engineer, being someone who uh, loves results, and loves uh, the process and structure of, of getting results, that can be a challenge when we start talking about measuring things. And I think we'll get into that a little bit later. So that's what Webster says about success. Now, let me go ahead, right out of, right out of following doing that and talk about what I have come to define success. And this is an evolving definition, okay? This is not definitive. In fact, I just want to go ahead and give a disclaimer here. Almost everything that I discuss in this episode, it's really Tim's evolving thoughts, ideas, observations, things that I see related to this topic. I could, and the tone of my voice, I've been told this by family and other people, I could, with the tone of my voice, make things sound like this is it and there's no, no other option or anything like that. I am wading into a topic here that there is still a lot going on in my head about it. I think there's a lot going on in culture and society. And so I want to state right here that this is somewhat of a scale and this definition and also these seven barriers they are moving around a little bit. And some people, you might agree with some of these things. Some people might be dogmatic to disagree. I am cool with that. But, but I do think these are some cool and good guidelines for us. At least it is for me, and I'm hopeful that it is for you also. So let me just share my definition that I have. And it really is in the category of what we do at Seek Go Create, which is really redefining success. So this is the redefinition of success that I have been using more and more. And it is the process of moving towards the life that you were created to live. Let me repeat that. It's the process of moving towards the life that you were created to live. Now, there's a lot going on there. First of all, uh, that goes back to the faith topic that I talked about earlier. You really do need to believe that you were created. And if you're listening in and you do not have that belief, I, you are welcome to stick around. I, I really hope that you do. But I'll tell you that my foundational belief system really does relate to that you, that I, that we were created and that we were created for a purpose and a design 
to achieve, accomplish, do something while we're on this earth. I also believe that there's beyond this earth, beyond the life that we have. I'm not going to get into that here, but what I'm really talking about here is what we were created to achieve and accomplish while we are on this earth. So that's where the definition comes from, the process of moving towards the life you were created to live. And with that, I also acknowledge that sometimes, because we, I do believe we have a creator, we have God that's a creator, that sometimes part of our journey is attempting to get to the place where we are walking in. There's, an, there's a word that I use, call, I use called an assignment. Walking in the assignment that we have in God's kingdom or the assignment that we have that our creator has for us. And so, and so that's why it's such a challenge or so difficult for us because it's not as if we are created, we're born, and we get to a certain age where we understand things, 5, 6, 8, 10, 12, 18 years old when we graduate uh, high school, 24, 25, 26 when we graduate college, 30 years old, whatever, that we all of a sudden get this note that comes from God. And God says, oh, by the way, Tim, I created you to do blank this. We don't get that note. It all really, for me, has to do with developing that relationship that we have and, and, and listening and being obedient. So there's a lot more to that. But I just wanted to share the definition that I have because that is going to be very important when we get to the seven barriers to success because many of them come into play because of this definition, which is the process of moving towards the life that you were created to live. And so let's keep that in mind. And now let's have a little bit of fun with seven items that I just have been building on for some time. And so I thought it was time that we maybe share these in, uh, in this format. And I think in this episode, all that we're really going to do is cover these seven items and discuss them. But in the part two to the how should we define success or how, we sh- how should we live out success in part two, I'm going to go over how maybe some practical ways, maybe some spiritual ways that we avoid falling into some of these barriers or these traps or these myths of success. So, okay, so we're ready to fire away. We've got our foundation. We've got our definition. We've got our our uh, our items that will help us to get into the seven berries of, of success. And so with that, we have to kind of go down the big elephant in the room, the big challenge to success, especially in first world culture, and that is that we have to talk about money. Now, let me go ahead and state right up front. So the big number one item, the big barrier to success is money. And I know some of you might be saying, but Tim, money is a tool. It's a great way to measure success. We can measure and and see how well we're doing by what's in their bank account. I totally get that. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But let me go ahead and say right up front that unfortunately, money being the tool that it is, it can be one of the biggest barriers to achieving that moving towards the assignment of the life we're created to live. 
because we get so hung up on money, and maybe this is just me, maybe none of you go through this, but let me just say that I spent a big portion of my life chasing after the dollar bill. And what happened was, is that forced me to probably avoid things, have things that were, that should have been important that I did not pursue or that I did not seek out. And because I was chasing after the dollar bill, chasing after money. Now, let me go and say a couple things related to this. Uh, Most people are probably familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I studied that when I was in college. I don't know if it was in psychology, philosophy, or what exactly it was in, but I do agree that Maslow's hierarchy of needs that is kind of shaped like a pyramid at the base level, there is basic needs that people need to get basic needs met, like food, clothing, shelter. And then above that, there's other things. I don't know the exact order, but there's relationships and then there's fulfillment. And it goes up to what he calls self-actualization, which is realizing your highest, attaining your highest purpose in life. And all that's good. It's a little bit different than what I'm talking about, but I want to acknowledge here, and my wife and I've had great discussions about this in our, in our household, that this topic of money is very interesting. That if you are below what we'll say just a basic level of finances, then it does consume you. You do think about it. Let's just say that you currently do not have the ability to put food on the table on a consistent level for you and your family. Then you know what? Then what I'm talking about here probably has a different context. But, uh, you know, if you're, you know, you don't have a roof over your head and then it may have a different context. So those are some basic needs. But here's the, the, the thing that I have seen, that when we start getting above just what those basic needs are, and especially in culture that we have today, you know, there, there are some things that we would consider basic needs, like having a vehicle to travel to travel around, get to your job, get to the things you need to do, especially in American culture. And and I think in other first world cultures, most people would need, would say a basic need is a vehicle. But this is the thing that I, I think is important. Is a second vehicle a basic need? Is a third vehicle a basic need? And one of the things that we discovered, that I've discovered about myself, is there's a threshold of finances, of money in our bank account, that below that, I had some anxiety, I had some stress, I felt as if I needed to get to that level. Below it was a real challenge. When we got above it, my mindset just became different related to money. And I can't explain it totally, and some of you may be understanding what I'm talking about, some of you may not, but but there is this this drive to possibly continue earning and continue getting more, but it is, but it is a different drive. And so I, I, I really just wanted to set the bar here and talk about the trap of money, that money is really not a great measure of success. It is a measurement. It is a tool. It is something that we need. It's something that I'm not against it. I'm not sitting here telling you to live a life of poverty and to, you know, go down a road where you, you know, live a life of a, of a monk or something like that. I mean, listen, I'm coming to you from the passenger seat 
of our RV. My wife and I live what we consider a fairly simple life. Our overhead is is pretty low, but I'm also a guy at one point that lived in a 6,000 square foot home, a big home. And and we had all the stuff and 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 I really used money to measure my success. And and again, this is a little bit more of our story that some of you may know, some of you don't. Shortly after 2008, when there was a downturn, a few years after that, we were homeless. So we didn't have anything. I had negative amounts in my bank account. And I think that is is part of what my mindset is about money. I've had it. I've not had it. I like having it. But what I really do believe is it it should not de- we should not allow it to define whether or not we believe we're successful or not. Maybe that's the best way of saying it. Do not let the dollar bill, your bank account define because I have been around people, I'm sure you have too, that they would not have a great measure of success as far as finance. And you know what? I believe that they're successful because of what they're doing and and how we use that measurement of that definition of success. And I have had the luxury or the benefit of being around some extremely successful people financially. And you know what? I, I can tell you that their situations with their family, their children, their household, their, you know, the way they're living their life. And, I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily judging. I'm trying to just look at the fruit. And I'm saying that all that money, it, the measurement of success that, that, that I gave earlier, I would not put them high on the success, on the success um, rate because I just don't think that they are achieving it. So it's not a money thing. So biggest barrier, biggest barrier that we had to discuss right out of the gate is money. And I'm not saying don't don't pursue or don't, you know, bring money in, don't bring provision. That's what I've done is I've used the word provision instead of money. But don't let it define success for you. Don't allow yourself if you've got little to say you're not successful and don't fall into the trap of if you've got a bunch saying, look at me, I'm successful because I've got all these dollar bills. Don't do that. Don't do that. So that's money. A lot more we could discuss there, but let's move on. Second big barrier to success. The second thing that one needs to really be cautious of, I kind of skirted a little while earlier, but stuff. Do not let success be defined by the stuff that you have or what you own. I talked earlier about houses. There was a period of time where with our real estate company, we owned or had control over over 100 pieces of real estate. Did that mean that I'm more successful than I am now when I really I have access to some real estate, but we don't technically own any now? Am I more or less successful? I do not think so. Now, do some people believe that you need to own your own home? I don't have a challenge with that. If that's if that's how you define uh, that basic need of having a home, that's cool. Uh, do that. But but how many homes do you need? How many? How much? How much stuff do you need? And are you doing it because it's helping you live out that definition of success we mentioned earlier, or? Is it something that you're trying to establish as a measurement to, uh, we're going to get into this later, to compare to others, 
to uh, to feed some need that you have. And, you, you know, we could talk about a lot of things here. We could talk about cars. And I saw a, a kind of a funny, it's funny but not funny, uh, Instagram recently. And it's uh, profits wearing Rolexes. I don't know the exact name of the Instagram feed, but... It was talking about preachers and it was talking about their watches and it was sort of uh, making fun of pastors and people in ministry that had watches and this person was showing pictures of them and then talking about how much the watches were. And, you know, I don't have a problem with someone having a nice watch. I mean, I've got an Apple watch myself for years. I didn't wear one, but it's, it's one of these things. And I guess this is the best thing I could say about stuff. And this is coming from a guy who's pretty much a minimalist. We have, we do not have much stuff now. At one point we did. And I'll tell you, when we did, a lot of that stuff owned us. Because some of those things, we had some debt. We thought we had the finances to pay for it. Later we found out when there was a collapse in the economy that we didn't. And so, you know, that stuff really had more of a grip on me and my soul and and who I am than I really would have cared to admit. I could admit it now, but so does the stuff own you or do you really own the stuff? And this is the way I, I like to say that material things, you know, we, I, we like to use the term essentialism in our family, in our household. And, and what we, the way we word it is, 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 are the items that we have essential to what we were created to and achieve, to achieve and accomplish the definition that I brought up earlier of success? Is it important for the assignment that we have? And if it is, then we need to get it. If a big, huge home or a bunch of land or cars, if that's important for us, then yes, we're going to work towards getting that or we're going to believe that we have provision to get that. But if it's not, then we have to ask ourselves, is it feeding something just for us to make us feel better, to compare to others? And if it is, then that's, that's when you can fall into that trap or that barrier to success. So that is stuff. Is it essential to what you need to fulfill your assignment in what I've been saying, God's kingdom? So be careful of the barrier of stuff. We've talked about money. We've talked about stuff. The next one is a big one, and that is titles. And listen, we're in a world where titles are important. I, I recently listened to a podcast interview with someone from the royal family. It was an interview with Prince Harry. And, and you know, for those of us that are in the United States, we don't really have the uh, the royalty that they have in other parts of the world, specifically the UK and the United Kingdom. And it's fascinating to hear people talk about it, that you're born with a title and that it gives you a lot of privilege and certain things. And, and you know, he, in this podcast, he was talking about he's really wrestled with it and he's trying to step away from it because he feels that there's a burden with it. And, and that kind of feeds into the topic that I have here. I think many times... We, we need titles. Listen, we need to know if someone's been trained to become a doctor or a dentist or, you know, an engineer or something like that. And so we need those titles. But what we need to be cautious of, and, and I know people that have done this, and I'm sure you do too, is allowing that title to define who you are. 
And here's the reason why is because at some point you may not have that title. And if you have latched onto that title, possibly in an unhealthy way, it might be difficult for you to, uh, I don't know, continue living in a prosperous way if you have allowed that title to define you. So just be cautious. And, and, you know, this is probably the big thing that I wanted to say about the title is, and some of you may have some big three-letter titles, two-letter titles beside your name. That's really, really cool. I, I love all that. And you need to put it on your cards. You need to put it on your profiles. But one of the things that I'm just becoming more and more aware of is not separating ourselves out from other people. Do not believe that I, we, you are better than someone else because you've got that title beside your name. Because there are other people that may not have a title, but they were created to do things also. Going back to the definition earlier, they were created and designed and they have an assignment just like you do. And just because there's a title, just because maybe there's been more education or there's been some things that you've done or, or some, some levels you've reached, we, we want to honor that. I really, really do. I'm not in any way trying to dishonor people that have reached certain levels or people that hold the title of pastor or people that hold the title of CEO or manager or, or, or preacher, teacher, or, or even doctor or nurse or anything like that. I'm not trying to take away from that. We want to honor that. But let's not elevate those to where people are all of a sudden placing themselves above other people. And, and because that can be a real trap, it can be an, a real identity issue when someone is wanting to attain the success that they were created to have. So be cautious of titles and be cautious of allowing the title to become your identity. So that's the num- that's number three. And this next one's kind of an odd one. And, and so I I don't know, I'm going to try to explain it in the best way that I can, but one of the things I've noticed, I'll just go ahead and tell you what it is. This is a big trap. It's your past and your future. And let me tell you what I mean by that. There are a lot of people that they cannot step into or pursue the assignment or the level of success that they need to have today because they are living off of something they did in the past. And, you know, the song that Bruce Springsteen uh, sings, which is Glory Days, is, is really, it really rings in my, my head when I, when I say this. It's like, you know, if you were a great, awesome, incredible high school athlete, that's, that's excellent. That's cool. That's exciting. But if you're 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, uh, you know, it's great to still talk about that. It's great to still have that. But if you're still living off of that, then I can tell you it's probably hindering you from becoming what you should be becoming today. So be careful living off of past glory. And there's a lot of other things in your past. Like one of the things I wrestled with was some failures that I went through. I mean, I'm not one that looks a lot at what I've done in the past. I don't think, hopefully I don't, but I can tell you that there was some failure that I looked at that really was causing and hindering me. It, it actually was hindering me from starting this podcast 
because I really, in the past, I, I could flip on a mic and share and enjoy doing it and loved doing some of the things we do with our interviews. But I could tell you when we went through a lot of the challenges we went through after 2008, I was really hesitant to do that and was thinking, wow, I don't want to share. I don't want to speak about things. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about all the struggles and, and all that we went through. But you know what? We need to kind of overcome that and just kind of push that aside. We learn from our past. We gain wisdom from it, but we don't allow it to rule us today. Now, let's talk about the future because that can be an issue for both the past and the future. And I'll, I'll go ahead and share kind of something I went through. I think a lot of people are attempting to wish for something that's going to happen in the future instead of living out what they need to be living out today. And I noticed this, I was, again, I mentioned earlier, I was chasing after money a good portion of my early years. And one of the things that I did, we were involved with a business. I think I've shared this before on the podcast. We were involved with a multi-level marketing business. And I was always living off of where we were going to be sometime in the future. I mean, I was spending money that way. I was thinking about that. that. I wasn't enjoying the moment and living a successful life in the current today moment, living in the now. I was thinking about the future way too much and thinking about, okay, when I get to this point, when I get to this level, then I'll relax, then I'll exercise, then I'll eat healthy, then I'll enjoy spending time around my wife and my children. And let me just tell you, that's a, you're talking about a path to failure, a path to not living a successful life. I think that's one of the biggest challenges going back to what we talked about with money of people that reach levels with large amounts of money. They do that thinking that when they get to X amount of money in the bank, six figures, seven figures, eight figures, whatever, or having a business that spins off that, they think, okay, now I'm going to spend some time with my children. Now I'm going to spend some time with my spouse. Many times, and we've seen this happen, many times they end up not having relationship with children, not having relationship with spouse, because all they did was focus on the chase, the what's coming up, what's happening next, looking to the future. And so a big barrier to success is the past and or the future. So be very, very careful of that. You know, don't be careful of remember when and when I get to. Remember when and when I get to. All right, so that's the past and the future. The next one, and I think this is one, two, three, four, five. Number five is related to that because those are both time, uh, time related. And the next one, the barrier to success is time. And this is going to be a little bit of a touchy one. And it's something that's been bothering me a little bit. So as you listen to this, I would love to get your feedback and input. Because I've been through all of these phases. And I, I want to say that with time being a barrier, because some of y'all are scratching your head right now. And you're saying, Tim, what do you mean that time is a barrier to success or a myth and let me tell you exactly what I mean. And I'm building on the past and the future that I just talked about. There, because we're getting to the now, there is a, 
a lot of discussion right now, a lot of people out there, and I've interviewed them on their podcast, and I love what they have to say, but there's a lot of people that they're talking about what I call the hustle mindset. And that is that you better be going, going, going. I'm snapping my fingers and I probably shouldn't on the recording here, but you need to be going, going, going all the time. You know, you need to be part of the 4 a.m. club. You need to be part of the 5 a.m. club. You need to be part of the 6 a.m. club. And all of that, I think, is really, really good because I have done all of that. But I also think that you need to be cautious and not allow busyness to define success for you because I have done that also and I observe so many people that have allowed how busy you are now, today, to determine if you are successful. And I've got a lot of, I've had a lot of epiphanies related to this over the last, I'll say 10 or 15 years. And so I want to talk a little bit of that so that I really don't alienate anyone here because I I want to say this right out of the gate. I am not uh, condemning or going against the 4 a.m., the 5 a.m. club or people that have the, the rigid morning routines because I am a creature of habit. And I notice myself, if I don't do certain things when I wake up, I'm a little bit off. And so I, I love those environments where I can throw myself into a get up at a certain time, do this, do this next, do this, do this, do this, and then do this with your day. But I could tell you that Tim is starting to think differently about that. I love, in fact, I watched a YouTube video the other day with an eight-figure business guy that says that he gets up when his body says to get up. I also did an interview going back to, I think it was released in spring of 2020, of someone, a high performer, that says they wake up when their body says it's time to wake up. And, and I think that you, this is the thing I'm going to say, you need to find what works for you, but what you need to be cautious of the barrier is thinking that just because you're in the 4am club, you're a success, or just because you sleep in till noon every day. And you're part of this group of people that says, wake up when your body wakes up, your time needs to be focused on what you were designed and created to do. Going back to that definition that I mentioned earlier. Don't mimic other people's success. Don't copy other people. Find what works for you and evaluate your days, evaluate your rhythms, evaluate the way things work for you because I am one of these personalities, and I think some of you probably are too, that I could get addicted to busy but not necessarily achieving success. Let me repeat that. I could get addicted to busy and checking things off. My wife and I have talked about this recently. She's a task person and she loves to check things off. I could get very addicted to that. And at the end of a day, a week or whatever, I've checked off a lot of things, but it may not fit into that bigger level of what I need to do to move towards being a success, which the success is achieving and accomplishing, moving towards what I was created 
to do. So the time thing is very good. I'll tell you the time thing this, that I'm in a good rhythm for now. You don't have to copy it. You just need to find what works for you. I've got an alarm that goes off at 6 a.m., but you know what? I don't always get up at 6 a.m. Uh, sometimes I get up a little bit later at the time of recording this. It's getting daylight where we are at like 5 a.m. So my eyes are naturally waking up a little bit earlier, but I kind of lay there. And, uh, and I, am in, I am enjoying working at a little bit of a slower pace, which is very much a stretch for me. But I have to tell you, it's really interesting the things I used to measure that I used to run after with the busy schedule that I had, I'm almost attracting them because I'm slowing down. I can't explain it. I'm sure there's some spiritual principles there. There's some people would go into the law of attraction because of my mindset, things like that. I don't know. I could possibly discuss that more, but it's, it's almost like the less I do, the more financial provision comes our way the more white space I build into my schedule and my time, the more I think and the more creative I am, hopeful, the more focused I am when I get to, when I sit down and do something. So anyway, I think the big encouraging thing to do under time is don't copy people. Don't do something just because you think people, you think that's what leads to success. Really any of this is that, but don't copy people. Find what works for you. Identify what works for you related to time and schedule and then test it and then iterate and then test it and then iterate. So time can be a big barrier to success. All right. The next one and these these last two fit together. And they're probably all these really are big. I mean, some of these are bigger for other people than than some. But the next barrier to success are people. <laughs> and, and you know that. And, and I was going to go into relationships and things like that. And, and listen, we know that sometimes we get into relationships that help us move towards, towards what we were created to do. And there's sometimes relationships that pull us away. And I, I will say this, some more, uh, this is sort of related, but a little bit different. There are some myths people have that in their mind, they believe that success is who they're connected to or who they're associated with or who they're around or, or another thing related to people on this one. You know, we can talk this, we can go a lot of directions with, with a barrier to success on people. But, uh, but it also has to do with, if you're a leader, how many people are following you? I think that's a, that's a measurement we need to be very cautious of. In other words, if you're a, a manager over a team, you know, are you measuring success by, I've got 12 people that report to me? Or are you measuring success by, if you're a pastor of a church, you've got 100 people that come every week or 1,000. How many people are sitting in the seats? Or, or if you're a CEO or if you're... Um, I use this example a lot. If you're just uh, maybe a single mother and you've got a child that you're trying to care for and help nurture them to become successful in life, you know, would you consider yourself less successful? And I don't think so. I think if you define success, like we talked about, moving towards that assignment or moving towards the life that you were created to live, then to me, there's no difference between all of those. So be careful with measurements. 
Be careful with people that may be pulling you away from that thing you were assigned to do because one of the things that I've observed is that if you are attempting to move towards that level of success or that assignment that you have, then I really do believe, this is me with the relationship that I have with my creator, with God, I believe that he's going to put people in your life that will help you achieve and accomplish that. If that's a team, if it's a company, if it's an organization, if it's just support, and we can go back to what we mentioned earlier, if it's money, if it's provision, if it's energy, all of those things are going to be coming to you to achieve and accomplish that mission, that purpose that you were created to achieve in life. So, so be mindful of people. And then that leads really to the last one, which this is the big exclamation point on the seven barriers to success. And it's a word that I know everyone knows, and it's the word comparison. The biggest barrier, I believe, I think because all of it spills into all of these other areas, is comparing yourself to someone else. If you're listening to this right now and you're comparing yourself to me and you're going, well, you know, I've got three houses, therefore I'm more successful than Tim who lives in an RV. Or if I'm comparing myself to you, ah, you know, look at Joe or Sally, they've got three houses and I just live in an RV and travel. Then right, that's a foundation of going down the wrong path of leading to success, of leading to what I'm supposed to achieve and accomplish because something's going to kick into my brain. And if I'm automatically saying that I've got to have a house to succeed, I got to have three houses to succeed, then something's going to happen in these neurons. And for those that are just listening in, I'm pointing to my brain and I'm going to start going down this path of trying to obtain and achieve three houses or a house or something like that. And it will begin possibly, now I'm not saying definitive, but possibly leading me away from the life that I was created to live. Now, again, please do not, do not create a doctrine out of this. I'm not saying that owning a house or owning homes will take you away from living the life you're supposed to live. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you start comparing yourself to other people and you begin trying to lead the life that they lead, that's the barrier that you have to be very cautious of. And so here's the problem that we have too, is that we are in a culture where it is way too easy to compare ourselves to other people. Listen, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, uh, you know, we're on YouTube now, we're on, we've got podcasts, we've got all of these things where I talk about, you know, in some form or fashion, the way we live in our life. And it's very possible that some of you could possibly say, wow, I wish I lived that life, that's what I need to do. And, and as cool as if it inspires you, that's great. But if you start saying, Tim's a success and I'm not, that is the danger or the pitfall. It's the comparison trap. And I think it is one of the most damaging, damaging mental things that we could go through in our lives today. And it's just way too easy to jump on our social channels and compare ourselves to other people. I've even noticed it with myself that even though I'm aware of it, even though I understand it, 
I just see how easy it is to say, you know, that person looks like, and notice I say that, they look like they are really leading a successful life. It would be so nice if I could live a life like that. No, I need to walk my journey. I need to walk what Tim needs to do to move towards the life that I was created to live. And you need to do the same thing. And I heard someone talking about this the other day. There's a parable in the scripture that basically is a group of workers that, you know, a group of workers start early in the day, a group of workers start later in the day, a group of workers start later in the day, and then there's some group, a group of workers that come in at the very end of the day. And the person that does the paying, this is Tim's paraphrase, by the way, of this parable, uh, the person that pays them, pays them all the same wage. They all get paid the same amount of money. And the people that started work all day, they get a little bit upset. They go, wait, why did we get paid the same? And, and the, the lesson that I take from that is because everyone's got their own deal. We each have our own deal in this life. We each are moving towards our assignment or our level of success or the life that we were created to live. And the second or the minute that we begin looking at someone else and trying to measure ourselves, I think that's a trap. And listen, this is a challenge, I know, but it is going to cause us pain. It's going to cause stress. It's going to cause anxiety. And in so many ways, it's in all likelihood going to take us away from the path that we're supposed to be going down because we think that we need to be doing something a certain way. We really each have our own journey to walk in this life. And it doesn't relate to any of these items. It doesn't relate to the money that we have, the stuff we have, the title, our past or our future, or our schedules that we lead every day, or the people that, that we have following us or that we're leading or any of that. All of the other items we just mentioned, it has to do with you. And we're going to talk more about this in the other episode, pursuing after or moving towards that life that you were created to live. And so here's the byproduct. And then here's what we're going to cover in another episode. And I'm hopefully going to leave you with some encouraging words. If we fall into any of those traps or any of those barriers, and they all do, listen, we're all facing them on a regular daily basis then what that does is it can lead to anxiety and stress. And I'll talk about it more in the next episode, but the biggest hindrance to us hearing what we really need to hear if we're tapped into our Creator, tapped into God, and attempting to listen to what we are to achieve and accomplish, the success level that we're supposed to have on this earth while we're here, is anxiety and stress. I've noticed it with myself. When I'm living a life of stress, when I'm concerned about money or stuff or other people or my time or what's going on or anything like that, it just makes it so hard to hear with clarity what I need to hear. And it's, studies are showing now that it is literally killing us. Stress and anxiety literally is killing us. And, and so I'm not going to go into you know, to the mental health aspect or anything here, 
but I do know that that can definitely feed into that also, that anxiety. So let's attempt to avoid those barriers of money, stuff, titles, past and the future time, people, and then the comparison trap so that we don't go down and, and lead the life of anxiety and stress. Listen, we all need to be leading a life of freedom. We need to be moving towards what we were created to do and, and live in this life. Listen, that doesn't mean we're going to have challenges. That doesn't mean we're not going to go through things. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying this. The more, we, the more aware we are of all of these barriers and traps, for me, I know it helps me, then I am hopeful that what it will do is help us have more people living that assignment, uh, living the good life, living the success that we are designed and created to, uh, to live. So I hope this has been helpful. I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love to hear some things that you agree or disagree with. I mean, I know I've may have pushed some buttons. There's a lot more for each one of these, but we may have pushed some buttons there, but, uh, but I know it's been helpful for me to put this together. And so it's been nice to be able to share it and just kind of put it in words and maybe put it out there so that people can listen. If this has been helpful for you again, there's probably going to be part two next month. The uh, first episode of the following month will be part two for how should we define success and how should we move towards that. So uh, look for part two, but also I'm going to ask you to share this. This is a, a great topic that I just really wish the message could get out more. So, you know, take a screenshot and share it on your social, or if you're listening to this in a podcast app or on YouTube, please share it with others. If you're on our social channels, just share it and, uh, and help us out, get the message out. And I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to getting some feedback from you. I appreciate all that you do. Listen, my desire my, I think my assignment is to help as many other people start moving towards that life that they were created to live. So as I like to sign off almost every time, continue living the life that you were created to live.